Um, and then within a couple weeks, I had a similar experience. And again, I was not asking God to speak to me. I wasn't. I was playing the congas again. I was in the middle of worship and I'm playing a song. And all of a sudden, it's like the Lord said to me, what if this is not about you? What if this is so that your life can inc- affect others' lives by what you're going through and that you'll still persevere? Wow. And so those two things really radically helped me, mm-hmm. <laughs> my perspective. So who was he to me? He was close to me. He was intimate. He was with me. He was listening. He was, he saw me. Yeah. And many, many things like, and there were times that I would cry out desperately for an answer. I would say, Lord, I need an answer today. Like, I don't know what to do. And then, and then all of a sudden, like an, an idea would come to my head that would help us. Yeah. That happened many times, many times. So just the fact that, you know, where does the help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, you know? That was, yeah, an incredible journey for me to know that. Yeah. Whew. This is good. Welcome to It's a Good Day Podcast. We are sisters who love to chat and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good. We want to share the stories of ordinary people and have some laughs along the way. I'm Delight. I'm the older one. I'm August, and I'm the younger one. You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day. Do you have any specific stories that come to mind of, or have you been able to do that? Like when the Lord said, you know, what if it's not about you? Like, do you feel like you have been able to are you there yet where you've been able to help other people by your example or by what you've gone through and sharing with them or whatever? One thing the Bible talks about is how we can give compassion according to like yes. the things we've been through. It, mm-hmm. it develops compassion. Mm-hmm. And for sure, there have been many times over the years where somebody is going through a hardship, it affects me, especially if it's hardship with children with behaviors. I've cried many times with You're like, I know people who have had, I, I know a woman who has an autistic child and I don't even get to know her. I know her mom and her mom tells me stories and literally I could just cry. And yeah. I try, I've tried to reach out to her and stuff. We, it's, it's kind of hard for us to communicate, but I have some, and um, other mom, moms with young children who are tough or have autism or anything like that, like it just literally, I see it in the store. I have had to walk, I have had to walk in another aisle in the store at times and just cry because I see, you know, a mom struggling or whatever. I think just the compassion that I have for people that go through hardships we can't always say, oh, I know what you're going through because you're going through a hardship right now might be different than mine. But there is an element of when you've gone through a really hard hardship, you have a heart for someone else who's gone through a hardship, even if it is different than yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say, um, 
you know, like if you lost your job and you lost your whatever, your car or whatever, and you're really going through a hard time, like I wouldn't say, oh, I know how that feels. Um, however, I probably would cry with you because your heart is broken and you're going through a really hard thing. Yeah. There is an element of that that's builds, it brings compassion in your heart for other people going through really hard things. Yeah. Even if they're different. Right. And again, you learn not to say, oh, I know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Right. You just know that you hurt with them because you've had such hurtful things right. and hard things. Right. Yeah. And I did, I did have, I'm going to say this and I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it to um, Pat myself or Larry on the back but I'm saying it so that people can realize the effect that your life has on someone else one time I had a guy call us who was looking for a piano instructor and wondered if I knew of any it was a guy that was a friend of ours years ago like quite a few years back but we knew him if I saw him in the store somewhere I would say you know hey how's life you know quick whatever Mm -hmm. um but anyways, he asked me about the piano thing, called me on the phone, said, I thought of you because you homeschooled, wondered if you knew any information, blah, blah, blah. So we kept talking and he, and he said, well, how are you guys doing? I said, we're doing all right. And and we were still, I think, in, I think we were still in the hard, some of the hard years of it at the end. And he said, you know, sometimes when my wife and I are going through a hard time, we think of you and Larry and we think, okay, we can get, we can get through this. If they can do that, we can do this. And and it's helped us to persevere. Wow. And honestly, I do not say that. I'm just saying that blew me away. And it gave me some per, like amount of purpose right. for what we were going through. And it confirmed what the Lord had said to me. Yes. And it's not just for me. Like, I think that's true of any of us. Right. Yep. The things that the Lord allows you to go through, if you will surrender to it and let him do that work in you, yeah. then... It will help someone else. Totally. That's what the hope is. And I felt like the Lord just gave me this little crack of a door like, I'm using this. Yeah. I'm using what you're going through to help someone else to right. think, I can keep going. Mm-hmm. Because I've always felt like we should just keep going. Right. We should just keep persevering. And I've wanted to quit a million times. Right. Of course. Yeah. But what are you going to, What? how can you, you can't quit. <laughs> right. There's there's no quitting. <laughs> right. You can't just leave your child at home no, and no. go on a vacation or something. <laughs> no. Right. Um, and of course, I always want to say, I always want to interject how we did have lots, we did have lots of good times and there were lots of wonderful moments right. and we love Dylan dearly. And in case yes. we don't ever get to the end of the story, <laughs> I need for people to know that um, we have a I good relationship so with much. Dylan. Everyone loves Dylan. That's the thing. Yeah. We would, once he moved, he moved into a group home and in 2015, is that right? When he moved? Yeah. 2013. 2000. Oh, right. Because my mom passed away in 2014. 14, yeah. I was thinking of 2016 when we lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 2013. So it's been seven years. One of that, that was the hardest day of my life. It was hard for all of us um, mm-hmm. to leave him somewhere and drive away. Yeah. Was We went through a grieving process. Yeah. It was terrible. Even knowing that it was probably best for him and best for us, it was mm-hmm. really heartbreaking. Um, but he did do well there and better than even the house thought he would probably do. 
he did well. And he's done relatively well the whole time, other than a few. There have been a few incidents that he's had. Still, um, at his age, he still will have, once in a while have a bad time, but it's very few and far between. Um, so that was that was very hard. But even, you know, the Lord got us through that too. <laughs> yep. And how old is he? Um, why do I have to think of this? How old is real? 24? 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. Three years. That's right. Three years older than Caleb. So 24. Okay. Dylan cool. is 24 now. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah. Has he seen him since you brought him to the cottage? I don't know. I Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah he Aww. comes shorter. I mean, he doesn't come for... Right. He'll be home Friday all day if you want to see him. Really? <laughs> Stop and see him. Yeah, he'll be home Friday. He's going to come home for the day. Oh, well. I so actually might free. be in town Friday, so that would be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Feel free. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. I wish. Okay. I like talking about this and I, I almost want to ask more about like, I don't know, like even like things that God did on, like when there was hard times, like how did he show up to make the, make them better in, in the thick of it? Like, like what were what were some of those ideas that the, the practical yeah like what were some of the oh. things that the Lord gave you to to help things be better or I don't know or or have we like have we gone I mean, too we much in this subject I don't know practically speaking I I could give you um one example I don't even know how old Dylan was but Caleb was a baby so he was you know three or four or five. I don't know how old Caleb was, but he was young. But I needed for Dylan to take a nap. He was still young enough to take a nap and needed a nap. Mm -hmm. But all our bedrooms were upstairs and I homeschooled the other, the older children, usually around the dining room table. And he was terrible about taking naps. He didn't want to lay down. So I would take him upstairs and, and I would put him in his little bed and he because he'd climb out of a crib so that didn't work right and he would just keep getting out of bed and then he'd come downstairs and I I tried to put a gate up but then he would come to the gate and try to climb over the gate and just anything you tried to do usually he tried to find a way around it Dylan is very like strong he's always always was Mm -hmm. like just a little monkey yes (laughs) and because he has um He's very flexible. Yes. Like he's double jointed. So even if you were trying to get a hold of him, he could like go into all these weird, like, what do you call Slip out. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So anyway, this one day in particular, I was trying to homeschool the other children. Caleb was a baby and I couldn't get Dylan to take a nap. And he was, he just would wreak havoc. So I needed him to take a nap. And he kept getting up and getting up and getting up. And I, at this point, it was like a breaking day. Like I felt like, I remember walking down the hall upstairs and thinking, I need to sign myself into mental health. I can't take it anymore. I can't. I just felt like I couldn't even get through the day. I needed to go to mental health. And I basically cried out to the Lord. I might have even done it audibly. I need you to help me. I need to know what to do. I don't know what to do. And one of those downloads came into my mind to let Dylan, take Dylan downstairs let him nap on the couch. And we, I said it was open between our living room and dining room, but there's really like a big, um, used to be French doors there. Okay. So, um, he's, I got this idea to put the couch 
in front of the doorway. And there was also another door on the other side, so we could shut that. Shut Dylan or shut the door and put Dylan on the couch for his nap. So it was facing the other way from us. We, mm-hmm. we could see the back of the couch if we're in the dining room. And I thought, that's brilliant. And so I went downstairs and we did that. We moved the couch in front of the doorway. So he had to be in that room next to us. And yet he could lay down and take a nap. And I could be right there homeschooling the kids. And that is what we did. And he just laid down and went to sleep? He did take naps. Yeah, he took maybe naps. Maybe just like the talking just lulled him to sleep. I don't. Maybe he didn't want to be away from, you know, maybe right. he didn't. He wanted to be where we were or yeah. whatever. Aww. And that was just one of those, one of lots of moments. There were times I rearranged furniture because I felt like I would cry out to the Lord. Like, I need help. I need an idea. And an idea would come. That's all I can say. Yeah. An idea would come that I didn't have before, that I never thought of there was any solution for. Right. And it worked. Like, it And helped. it would work. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I talk about, too, sometimes about how there's sometimes there would be nothing on the radar. I did this devotion once about in the old days when we had, you know, big TVs that um, at the end of the day when it would go off air, it would just be all sparkly, you know, like it would just be, it'd be nothing there. There's yeah. nothing on the screen, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes in our lives, there's nothing there on the screen it doesn't look like there's any solution whatsoever Mm -hmm. but god right and then i'll pray and i'll ask and god will give me a solution that i I never thought of that where did that come from like it wasn't even in the arsenal anywhere it it just and that's the way it would work like i would just have to cry out desperately to him and he would give me a a solution yeah it makes me think of the verse in the bible that says we have you have not because you ask not and Mm -hmm. i think that like for whatever reason, we sometimes think that our problems are small. You know, like, oh, I just couldn't figure out a way to nap, to have him nap. Like, it feels like God has much bigger issues going on, you know. But I just love how he is, like you said, intimate. And he, no, he has solutions for us. And I think even now, like, I think he has solutions. And sometimes, for whatever reason... Maybe sometimes he's speaking and we're just not listening. And it's about kind of tuning our ear saying, okay, I need help, Mm -hmm, you know? (laughs) mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite Bible characters during that time was Moses Mm -hmm. and what the Israelites went through. And I have gone back to this true historical story so many times where they get to the Red Sea. They're trying, like, okay, yep, I'm going to take you all away from Egypt. I'm going to deliver you from Egypt. You're going out. And they get to the edge of the Red Sea. Okay, hello, people. There's no solution here. The chariots of Pharaoh are coming after us, and here's right. the Red Sea. Does it look like there's any right. solution that anyone can think of? Looks like You've brought us to here me. to die. Like, great, Moses. Good job, you know. And But what does God do? Several things. Like, he, he stirred up the chariots. I think there was... Um, uh, f- fog or smoke or <laughs> it seemed like there was something that mm. threw the chariots Some into something to hold them back and then of course we all know that then he parted the sea like, who would think of that I mean can you imagine if you're all standing there and you're like let's see what could we do well maybe we could, maybe God would part the Red Sea for us like right it wouldn't it be seem in like the an scope of our right. <laughs> even our we wouldn't even think of that right and that's the way I felt like during those years that would happen there'd yeah. be nothing on the radar that I could even think of and then something. Yeah. 
and that isn't that God like he's creator mm-hmm. he creates can create something from nothing right by his word and yeah so creator would be a good another thing that I would learn that and I I thought that one time he's still creating it's not yeah. like he created all these and he's done like right he's a creative God and he's yeah. still creating right totally love it okay let's like I just love all of that and I think that it's so it's so real and I think he's just so real if we're willing to let him be mm-hmm. and it it might always be a little bit of a mystery to me like like I get it and I don't sometimes like why he doesn't kind of force his way in to our lives because <laughs> in some ways like because I've experienced God and him giving me good things and being there for me like it feels like okay God I know you can do that like I see this person over here that seems like they could really use you. Why don't you kind of just force your way in there and their life will be better and that'll be good. You know what I mean? And I don't know if there's an answer for that. Like he's God and I, I trust that he knows and timing is timing, but um, will you, let's just, I don't know, pivot a little bit and tell us what does, you know, what's life look like? What's life look like now? What are you what are you doing? What are you passionate about? What's what are the things that bring you joy in your day to day? What struggles do I have? What's your struggles today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might top the list more than <laughs> um <laughs> uh, well, in my life right now, um, of course everything's been thrown off kilter with the pandemic, of course. What? Pre let's do pre pandemic. What was my life like? It's getting so long now that it's like there was there is no pre pandemic anymore. It just is what it is. The last what it is. Craziness. Yes. Um uh, pretty involved in uh things at church, different groups. Uh, which of course I love because I love to be with people. Uh, but yet there's there's been a struggle recently even just with there's part of me that sometimes wants to do less I always want to be doing what the Lord wants me to do first of all like that's my goal Lord what do you want me to do yeah um so that's kind of an ongoing thing I'm wrestling with like how much if I shouldn't be doing certain things certain groups or whatever my problem is the less I do the less I feel connected with people and that's really hard for me Mm -hmm. because if I'm, if I'm plugged into different groups and things, it it kind of, it's automatically set up that Mm -hmm. you're getting fellowship. I think Mm -hmm. that's why God kind of had that in mind. It's sort of already, this is set up so that it will work that way automatically kind of. Um, so I lead a ladies Bible study on Wednesdays. And we were having home groups, small group home group in our house uh, one night a week before the pandemic, which we haven't started back up yet. So there's that. Um, I uh, recently joined the worship team again after I kind of I was on a sabbatical for a little while. And yeah, so there's those things, those group things that I'm part of. Caleb is going back, just went back to school yesterday. And when I say go back to school, he graduated uh, because back further a few years back when we had to kind of have a long-term plan 
um, even at Copenhagen, they wanted him and he wanted to be, they wanted him to be part of a class that he could keep moving along with. So he would feel like he belonged to a class. Yeah. So he graduated um, just this past June and he is going back to school, but it's called, they call it being a postgraduate. So basically he goes for half a day to BOCES to life skills, comes back to school, eats his lunch, and then he goes back out into the community for community-based training, which is just as it sounds. They're, they take him to a couple different jobs and train him to how to work in the workplace. So he's really not in school really at all during the day except for lunch and it's his home base. But he does that all day. He'll do that all day, every day. That's awesome. And he yeah. started that yesterday? yesterday? Okay. Mm-hmm. It was his first day. And every day? He'll go every day. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Some of the kids aren't, but he gets to. So that's helpful. Um, so I'm not sure what my life, I'm just starting now. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because basically he's been home for six months. Um, and really the first couple of months... I don't know how long it was before you took him. Do you know when you first took him, Delay? You knew how many days. It was like 75 days or something. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> like you, you <laughs> usually have regular respite, but yes. because of the stay home, stay at home orders, yeah, you had yep. a lot and that, of days. Yeah. And that was really the first time prob- really in his entire life that I did not have respite, like his whole life, right. mm-hmm. 21 years now, that I didn't have any respite for like, 75 or I don't know how many days it was or 80 I don't know but yeah two and a half months yeah so he was home and didn't go anywhere and we had no respite for all that time wow so that was okay God was with us there too and gave us the grace to get through that yep. and then delight was able to start having him some for respite as things opened up a little bit and taking him places and do, doing some things with him so um but even summers are a challenge because he's home still. He's home more. Right. Home every day other than the couple, you know, a couple of days that Delight will take him for respite or um, Monica's done a little bit too. Yeah. But, you know, the summers are, are are challenging. And I have just recently felt like, why do I feel whew, so out of, there's nothing, <laughs> feeling kind of like nothing left of me right now. And then I, I Delight or somebody will remind me, oh, remember, it's the end of summer. I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, I feel this at the end of every summer. And this summer was particularly long. <laughs> yeah. Six it was month a long, long six summer. Month summer. So um, I'm, I guess I'm sort of trying to get my bearings again. And now what am I going to do? Now he's in school. So now I feel like I can think a little bit and, you know, what am a I going to do from here? For your yes, brain to... A little brain space. Because, you know, uh, Caleb is very, very talkative. Um, and he also has some things and yeah he's so he takes a lot of my brain space <laughs> he's a lovey and he's a people person which yes. makes that's why he that's why it's brain space because he loves to connect he loves to share talk about his ideas and thoughts and shows and music and anything he's doing um okay yeah so that's kind of what life looks like I don't know tell us what you what do you love to do? Like what's... Describe your perfect day. <laughs> oh. No, you don't have to describe your perfect What day. I love to do is visit with people to try to be just in conversation. Yeah. That's what I love to do. Totally. Another thing I love to do, which is kind of a 
funny, quirky thing, but I love to bake something for people and take it to them. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I always think to do that when somebody's going through a hard time. What can I bake them and take to them? Like, I could make some banana bread or I could I make some chocolate it. chips or I could make something. It's just this I love, funny little thing that I love. I love the excuse to yeah. bake something. Yes, that's because what I it love is. baking so much. And literally almost every single day, I'm like, I could make this today and then I'm like okay but I don't need to eat th- all of these that's things that's exactly how I feel what about, and I want to eat them what about all. the excuse of like going to your sister's to podcast and <laughs> oh, bringing I, I food? see nothing baked bringing on the table food? no it's because you know that. no it's because I you know to. that uh, I don't need it so. I understand though that's no I wanted I to this morning but I just it, I thought about when I got up with my husband at four in the morning I thought about just staying up and then I was like, I could get so much done. I could put the dishes away. I could bake something. Mm -hmm. I could make the taco meat that I was supposed to make for lunch today. But then I went back to sleep, even though I got interrupted like three times in that (laughs) two hour slot. So yes, I should have just stayed up. It would have been better for me. Yeah. I don't know why. For some reason, that's the first thing that comes to my mind if somebody's going through a hard time. We have a lady that's going through chemo, which sugar is probably not a good thing for that. Well, so I'm like, a peak or something or there's a neighbor that's some oh i could take them over some whatever you yes. know like i just always want to take them something yes it's just hilarious i made scones a couple of days ago because my husband wanted me to and i was able to take some over to my neighbor after nice. which was really fun and then Aww. she even said there they were lemon scones and mm-hmm. she said oh i love lemon and i was like because i was trying to Aww. figure out which neighbor i was going to take them to because i knew that like perfect we weren't going to eat them all they were going to go bad and so was, yeah it was just cool. I love that. That's so I so told fun. her, I said, ah, oh, the Holy Spirit, I think, probably just knew that you were the ones I needed to take them to. That's great. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You love to bake and take them to people. Yeah. And yeah, I love to be with people yeah. anyway. I, yeah. I love to be with people. Yeah. Um, I have learned, though, through all the... One thing that has changed a little bit is I, I don't mind being quiet at all. Like, <laughs> I also love quiet. And I can be alone now and love it. Yeah. Which totally. years ago. You wouldn't I, have been able to. No. I remember one time, I twice actually, I went with Rainbow Fellowship ladies to a silent retreat. And I was terrified on the way there. Because mm. we went to this, it's like, um, uh, I forget what it's called, like a convent it used to be or something. Okay. But they've reverted. It's in Ogdensburg. No, 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 no. No, no. Skinny Atlas. And... You would each have this little tiny room, just like a bed and a stand, and we all went in our own little tiny rooms, and we were supposed to be quiet, really, time mm-hmm. to be with the Lord for the weekend. And maybe it was one night, I don't remember, but I was terrified. I'm like, why did I sign up for this? I can't be, I'm going to be alone for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did come out in the evenings. I think we came out in the evenings and just... Just we had a little worship time or something, but for the most part, you're supposed to be alone. Right. And that was hard for me. I did it and it was a challenge, but I did it. Yeah. And it was hard. But now I would really appreciate something like that. <laughs> I've learned to um, really appreciate having my house be quiet, having nothing, no TV on, no music on, to just be quiet. Like I really can appreciate that now. Yeah. So I don't have to have people all the time. Like I would have, I love people when I do have them, but I don't have to have it all the time. Yeah. There's so. hope. There's hope for my husband. 
<laughs> and me. No. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully no. he doesn't have to I feel like now guy. having kids just definitely is already making me want to do that kind of thing more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't get time at my house, at my own house with, right. except for nap time. But yeah, it's even different, even things that I want to do during nap time, a lot of times end up being in one of the rooms that they're sleeping in. Like I have a room that right. I need to organize, but there's <laughs> always the a room baby sleep. I just need to make him sleep in my room or something. What a dilemma for moms. It's always been a dilemma for me, even talking to moms or being a mom during nap time, because everybody says, well, nap when the baby naps, when they're little babies or, you know, do it when the baby's when the children are napping, well, they don't nap for four hours and you can't fit the, like, okay, well, I have a list of 10 things here. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe it should be two, but <laughs> according to the last right, It's like, podcast. okay, you want to, you eat lunch and have a little quiet time to yourself and get a project done. And then you need to make sure you're starting on dinner so that you're not crazy during dinner right. because they're both awake and bugging you the whole time. I mean, and then they wake bugging up. You. I mean, they're <laughs> joyfully being, just want to be with you in the kitchen <laughs> as soon as you walk in there. Okay. What's her name? <laughs> Pearl's mom. Yes. Nancy. Yes. The okay. They just joyfully love to just be yes. with their mother. And you just nourish you them. You just and nurture nourish. them. And, and love on the, your children. I love her. Oh my word! <laughs> Eddie, yes, but anyways, the hour or two go by so fast. Yeah. If you even if you do need a nap, well, you napped, but then you didn't get your things done that you really needed to get done, or right. the other way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a dilemma for moms. Yeah. I'm sorry, moms. We just have just to do the best you can. We just have to follow You're the doing Holy great. Spirit. I, I have and, a couple mottos, and one of them is, "I'm just doing the best I can." It's one of my mottos. Yep. Yeah. It's good. I started saying that to my little self-talk. I started saying like a year or so ago, you know, I would be getting, I feel bad because I'm depleted or frustrated or whatever. And I would say out loud, you know what? I'm doing the best I can. I mean, obviously if I was being a slouch and just eating bonbons and laying around for, you know, and not doing anything. Yeah, doubtful. I really was doing, I was trying to work through life every day. And I started to tell some other people that. So I have a lady now. If she's, if we're having a hard time, one of us will send us a little text saying, I'm doing the best I can. And then I we know to it. pray for the other oh, one. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I'm just doing the best I can. And I so moms it. out there, you're doing the best you can. Keep going. So we always like to like think about the practical things and like, you know, give advice to maybe somebody listening who's like, okay, yeah, all of this feels that's all good and yeah I need to persevere and I need to you know be listening to the Lord and following him and just doing the best I can all that you know but like do you have any practical things like hey this is something that helps me or helped me when I had little kids or any it could be a current thing or a idea of a current thing it could be a current thing or it could be like you know well in the in the past when i had teenagers this was helpful or i don't know or i don't know tell us how you clean your microwave i mean <laughs> there's an episode for that already i don't want to <laughs> right. take up the time to do that <laughs> um to be honest it's really funny that you when you ask me that um it's kind of funny because I feel like I a lot of times revert to the the practical over the spiritual sometimes is my first line of response. And I've been trying to work on that. Like I don't 
I don't always want to just do the practical. I want to think, Lord, mm-hmm. what should I do? Sometimes I'll just jump in and do the practical. But what's funny is thinking back, what comes to my mind is the scriptures. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize it or anything, but so many times I had scriptures around my house that had to do with what I was going through whether it was little children or not getting rest or being too busy, or if it was hardship or I would post scriptures around and they would really bring life to me. They really would. Like I I love that. I love the Bible. I love the scriptures. It's to me, it's God's heart and character and how I can know who he is and how I can know what he wants and how I can know who I am. And so Practically speaking, <laughs> reading scriptures. I'll write it down. <laughs> put it on your wall. Yeah. Yep. And you even where it says to you know to put these things on your forehead, around your neck, and anywhere mm-hmm. you can. I mean, talk about it. Deuteronomy says talk about it when you're lying down, or when you're standing up, or when you're yeah. walking. I'm, I took that to heart. Like, yeah. okay, that's really important, and it was super important to me all the years of raising my kids, um, and especially because I didn't have. Um, extended family who were believers right. I didn't have parents who could give that to me um now my cousin Diana of course was always a great support and you know I had my church family and things but yeah. it wasn't like I could call my mom and yeah. and get that you know and there were a lot I had a lot of spiritual moms don't get me wrong that meant the world to me and it was really neat because I about had one through different phases of my life oh, Each that's cool different phase of my life I had a a person who was like spiritually could speak into my life that's awesome um and I think another thing that I I wanted to bring up in life in general is the idea of surrendering to where we are at in life and what is happening in our life just surrendering to that yeah and that that was another thing I feel like the Lord taught me like through all the hardship like I felt like he wanted me to surrender to what he was doing and know that there was a good purpose in it. And I I wrote a little devotional one time about Caleb. He came into our kitchen one time and he he, um, stood back against the drawers and his little belt loop caught on the drawer pull Mm -hmm. and he couldn't get it off. And he immediately started freaking out. Like he's like, ah, you know, he was making all these loud noises and he was jerking around and I'm just trying to help him because listen, it was a really simple thing. I just, if you just sit still, I just would pop that little thing off that drawer pull. Right. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know that. Right. And he just felt panicked that he was caught on this thing and couldn't get it off in himself. He couldn't Mm -hmm. get it off. And so he panicked. And I thought, wow, what a, what a spiritual lesson right here. Like if I would just be still and be calm in whatever situation I'm in, whatever season I'm in, whatever phase I'm in and let God do his work. If he would just have been still, I would have helped him. Yeah. And the other thing about surrender, I'm sharing my little devotionals. I've, I've written a few devotionals, but this one really also helped me a great deal. Um, Larry has a motorcycle and I, don't love to be on the motorcycle. I'm not a risk taker. I'm not an adventurous type of person, even though I love to have fun. 
it's always in a safe way. Like mm-hmm. I don't like hardly any kind of risky adventure. And on a motorcycle, I feel vulnerable and at risk. So I've only been on a couple times, but this one time in particular, I had maybe been on one other time, but we were going to take a longer trip to Sackett's Harbor. And I remember him saying, now, teaching me, now listen, lean whatever way I'm going to lean. Okay, so if we're going to go around a curve and I'm leaning into the curve, you lean with me. Whatever I do, you lean in with me. And as we were riding, and I had to do that a couple times, I started to relax because I thought, okay, I know that he knows this is true, so I'm going to trust what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it did not feel like the right thing to do to me. But I felt like the Lord ministered to me the whole way. This is how I want you to be with me. Mm-hmm. Because instinctively, if if you're going around a curve, like if you're going to the left, and the, the bike is going to lean into that curve. It feels like it's going to maybe tip over to the left, right? Right. My instinct is to, I want to lean my body to the right because I want to try right. to keep it upright. I want to do what I can do to sort of keep that counter, thing, yeah, counter, yeah. yeah, counteract what it feels like it's doing. When really it messes up the drive, like it messes things up. Right. Which doesn't, I'm not even crash. good at math, but this doesn't make sense to me. Right. It's like common core math to me. That doesn't make sense. You would want to lean the other way. No. When you're on a motorcycle, you lean with the driver and you lean into the curve. And if I go, he, he said, if you do that while we're driving and you go against me, it can make us actually like lose control and right. have an accident. And that was profound to me. Hmm. I, there were so many spiritual aspects to that, that I felt like the Lord taught me mm-hmm. about surrendering to whatever situation I'm in, to what he's doing. Yeah. And so leaning in, in whatever season you're in, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a mom with little children, then this is the season. And it's a wonderful thing you're doing and lean into that and surrender to what, what's going on in your home and what the Lord's doing through you and with your children. And, and this, cause this is where you are right now. This is the season you're in and right. just surrender to that in him. Like, Let him do that work. If you're an empty nester or you're feeling lonely, well, then I think God has things to teach you in that. Like there's that thing where you learn and then you have compassion on someone. Everything. It's like picking up like nice stones, like everything you go through and you learn compassion in that area. And then you go through another thing and you learn compassion in that area. You know, you, you pick up these beautiful gems as you go that then you can share and have a heart for others the more that you go through yeah whether you've had a miscarriage or financial problems or marriage problems or you've had a divorce or you've had a death or you know any of these things you're you're like you have something to share you have something to cry with those who cry and rejoice with those who rejoice and Mm -hmm. so anyway practically speaking all I can think of is that's what I did I I just, I did a lot of putting scriptures up and I tried to glean from people that I thought were, would be encouraging. Sometimes you have to be intentional. Like if I didn't have that, like from parents or family, then, you know, I would try to listen to people that I felt other people trusted, like Elizabeth Elliot, or mm-hmm. I would learn about mothering from her because I didn't, right. I needed to learn from a Christian perspective. Right. right. Um. So those are kind of the practical things. I'd have to be more intentional 
to go after whatever I'm struggling with. Right. Yeah. Both in the scriptures and with other believers that were solid and had walked it. Yeah. For a long time. I want to go back to what you said about the about being on the motorcycle. Like I feel like God is always using things like that to speak mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. but we're not always in tune. Like you could have been like, I don't know. Why is he telling me this? This doesn't make sense at all. It's so dumb, whatever, like the whole time. But like you chose to like take what your husband said and then the Lord ministered to you through that. And I just feel like there's so many times right, where like, that happens, but we, we miss it or, but yeah, I feel like it's just an encouragement to me to just to pay attention and listen to mm-hmm. what people say and to what he's saying mm-hmm. through things that are happening in our lives. Circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he uses all those things like I call them like prophetic symbolism or whatever, like that every, every little thing is not like within him in the kingdom. Like it's intentional. It's not just, there's no random and he will use all those things to speak for sure. Yeah. Mic drop. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yep. I get it. I get sure it. Sure you do. I do. <laughs> Means all right, we can be done now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love it. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. <sighs> Told you guys. You can be jealous. I know. All right. Well, we probably should go because... You know, we've been doing this for a long time now. No, just kidding. <laughs> You're going All right, fine. Peggy. You know the you know the last thing that we ask everybody is what's good about today. So what's good about today for you? Um what's good about today? Try to narrow it down. That's the thing. <laughs> You don't have to. Um, you can, can tell say us lots of things. I, all the things. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I've had lots of uh, ups and downs even during the quarantine. Just different emotional things and just times I'm very sad. And so uh, I feel refreshed um, these last couple of days. And I feel like I'm breathing normally. And um, You're not just falling asleep every I, time you breathe. I'm not just falling asleep when I Aww. breathe. And... <laughs> I'm not like all knotted up or tight or, you know, I feel more relaxed and I praise the Lord for that. I thank mm-hmm. him for that. Um, just some refreshing that I've had. I'm very thankful for that. That's wonderful. Good day. Good. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being you. Thank you for, yeah, just following the Lord and listening to what he says to you because I feel like now a lot of other people are gonna be able to hear and be encouraged and yeah actually what one more thing just say talk to somebody who maybe has a child with disabilities in their home or or just yeah somebody who has a really difficult child and just give them a little 30 second encourage snippet Thirty seconds. Okay. Well, one thing came to my mind. Yeah. Okay. One thing came to my mind just as you were saying that. I think having a child with a disability can be a lonely place sometimes, and you can feel isolated sometimes. Yeah. Having a child with a disability because people don't always understand. Right. 
And I went to the Lord about that one time. I'm like, okay, I feel like people don't understand. And I don't, and he said, they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to. He's the one who understands. Yeah. And I think, oh, wow. Because I wanted people to understand. I wanted people to, to get it. Or I wanted to be able to go to someone and have them. No. He's like, yeah, they don't, they don't get it. And they're not going to, and they're not supposed to. I'm the only one that knows all of your journey, all of your heart, all of your circumstances. Because even if I try to fill someone in, no one will ever know all that we've been through, gone through, are going through, but him. Yeah. And so that's the one thing is to to know that he is the one. He knows. He sees everything. Yeah. And no one else can understand what you go through as much as he can. Yep. That's so good. So Phenomenal. Fabulous. Amazing. Wonderful. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we already said thanks for being here, but for real. And thank you for, yeah, just you are, who you are in the people you know and who you are in my life. I don't take it for granted at all mm-hmm. right back to you <laughs> <laughs> all of it <laughs> all right have a good day have a good day <laughs> you have a good day oh no, you have a good day <laughs> you have a better day <laughs>